Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. Together, baby. Oh, I don't know. Gone. He's uh, is he around? He's so gone. Who knows? Us? Oh, that's right. He emailed us after all those years we did a show together. They didn't even like have the decency to tell <laughs> us he's leaving. Just sent uh, us we, email. We only did that uh, KMBR <laughs> show for what? Six years? Seven? Eight? I don't even know. It's blurry. Well, the, well, the, well. When he le- when he left, we had been on the air as a team for almost oh ten years together. Uh. But welcome, everybody. This is the Surfing Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Your boy, my boy, Braun Hughes-Stam, has started this amazing operation. Omar Echeverry, myself, Cyrus Satsas, O-Dog, it's so great to be doing hey, this with you Hey, it feels so good to be so working great. with you again, buddy. I can't wait. We're going to cover some fun yeah. stuff, the essence oh of surfing, yeah. life, what, why we do what we do. Yeah. I mean, you used to be a pro surfer. You'll, you'll give your whole introduction in a second. This first podcast is just us telling everyone else who we are and why why you should listen to us right um so we did a show together for all together for, okay so from 2003 to 2012 uh we did a show called the extreme scene which was on knbr which was on dude a radio station in santa cruz what is that station kogo Co- ko something Gosh, the one that's right on the so. beach? i can't remember it's all blurry um, <laughs> it's so blurry <laughs> it is a blur and then we were, we were we were nationally syndicated on the Sports Byline Radio Network. Uh, and then we did like a reincarnation of the show from t- 2012 to 2014. That was called Wax. And that was just me and you. And that was on ESPN 1700 in San Diego. Funny side note, that station no longer exists because the transmitter was in Mexico. And they decided to raise their rates in terms of <laughs> no the station way. using it. So all those radio <laughs> stations are gone. Yeah, they're oh. cheap and radio's just not making money, period. And so oh. they don't even exist anymore. But that's us, man. And and uh, and I'm, I'm a longtime journalist. I actually have won awards and um, I'm a professor. Oh, dog. Oh, man. Tell your Every story, time man. you say that word professor and, and you speak, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, my gosh. It's super wild, it's kind of wild, but super I proud know. of you. Um, boy, breaking myself down. Um, I was a professional <laughs> surfer for 11 years, did the yeah. WQS uh, tour. That's the qualifying series. Um, had some great titles as a, a junior. Um, I was the world amateur junior one year. That was amazing. Probably the highlight of my career. It all went downhill from there. <laughs> and that was at, I think, 17. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I, I did the QS tour for a long time, had a blast, uh, made, made a couple uh-huh. finals, had uh, such a good time. Um, and yeah, um, just, uh, traveled the world. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and then my career took a really interesting turn. Um, got into media with you. You helped me a lot and then went into uh, yeah. a lot of the webcasting, um, you know, on premise uh, events, uh, commentating, all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, that was cool. That was really, really good <laughs> for you, years. You've done some crazy stuff. You, you've done some crazy stuff. You were the, you were the color commentator. So the X games had surfing events for a while. You were the color commentator with Sal Masekela. You and I both have done the webcast for Mavericks. I don't know if that's something we should touch on today, just because the the WSL just announced that they're canceling that event. That show that Mavericks is just the quintessential shit show of surf contests. It really is. It's just it's an absolute mess. But anyway, so you and I did that. 
you've done, uh, in my opinion, one of the, the, the at least this, in, is, is it safe to say the second or third biggest surf contest on the West Coast? Yeah. Is that Steamers? The O'Neill Cold Water Classic or the Cold Water yes, Classic? Yes, I've done the Cold now. Water Classic quite a few times. I did it when it was a WSL uh, event, which is like the peak of it all. That was super oh. fun. Um, you know, but yeah, of course, uh, X yeah. Games was a blast with Brad Gerlach running that whole show. That was so much fun. Um, but I'd say that oh. the, the peak of my commentating career would have to be the Triple Crown. I mean, to actually stand on the beach at Pipeline and interview these athletes and like that's the end of the, the world tour. Um, that That's just insane. That is like the best feeling ever. It is, it is safe to say, if anyone knows anything about surfing, that the Triple Crown of surfing is like the pinnacle, right? Especially capped off with uh, the Pipe Masters. But you did one event, I think it was like the the Globe Fiji Pro, where you were literally on Tavarua, like hunting down snakes with Kelly Slater. Do, you're, like you were the color commentator for that. Was in some way, was that a bigger event for you than doing the Triple Crown? Or is it just no contest at okay. all in Hawaii? Wins? Good question. Because there's a difference between, you know, the coolest thing you've ever done and the most fun. <laughs> so, so yeah, getting right, paid to do right. Tavarua, my gosh, that was insane. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I literally, uh, you know, was paid to interview guys, um, chase snakes with Kelly, play tennis and surf and oh. sit on a boat with uh, amazing waves and great food. So, that was definitely the most fun, uh-huh. but no, I mean, honestly, you, you can't, you know, beat that feeling at pipeline, like, and, and Haliva and sunset, it's just insane. Um, I would say mm. one other vibe yeah. that is different, but cool is the U S open of surfing. So for me, that was the biggest crowd I've ever commentated live to. Um, I, I mean, you, you can't even judge the size of it. They, I, I believe it's somewhere around a hundred thousand people. And that vibe is nuts <laughs> when you're commentating to that many people and uh, they're all wild wearing bikinis and running around. It's, it's crazy, mm. crazy fun. Oh dude. And you always, and I remember you telling me the story when you were, when you were commentating the U S open down in Huntington, the, the official surf city USA, but unofficially heck no. I, mean, I was about to, I don't know how often we could swear on this thing, but whatever. Uh, Santa Cruz is easily Surf City USA. I mean, you have to judge that title by the quality of waves, not by where the surf industry is is, is headquartered. Uh, anyways, but so the funniest thing you ever told me, though, the stories for when you commentated the U.S. Open was how you'd have to get there super early every morning, right? Because oh, yeah. the events basically started at like yes. 7 or 8 a.m. And you'd get there super early. And most other people don't show up there till later because everyone's partying. And you told me this great story about how all you ever saw were just people doing the walk oh of shame. Gosh. The funniest <laughs> thing in the world. People don't even talk about it at Huntington. You're, it's like you're walking down there and you're like, okay, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're bikini. <laughs> bikini and a hoodie. You know, you're like, okay, right on. You know, smeared makeup. Yeah, it was good, good stuff. So much fun. <laughs> that whole week is just crazy. If you ever get a chance, stop by and check it out. The U.S. Open of Surfing. It is, I don't know what you want to call it. It's just the craziest Super Bowl of surfing. Um, not not the best action in the water, but on the beach goes Richter. Oh, it's amazing, dude. And speaking of Richter, later in the show and every week, we're going to uh, introduce our segment, Blowing Up the Richter Scale, and who is doing that? Who is earth-shaking in terms of talent, looks, you name it? Um, so yeah, dude, that's, this is our show in a nutshell. We've been doing this for a long time. We're both kind of old <laughs> now. <laughs> You've got three kids. I've got a step kid. Um, you know, so, but today we're going to, so what are we going to talk about here? First of all, uh, there was recently a WSL event in Tahiti. Yes. I didn't follow that at all. The only thing I read and heard is that the commentating blew. 
Beyond that, what happened, man? What happened to Chopu? <laughs> at Chopu, that was an insane <laughs> event. I mean, the waves were absolutely perfect. I think the best they've had in a long time. Um, and it was so cool to see Owen Wright. He won. And to see him come back from that brain injury he had a few years ago, all the way to winning the gnarliest wave possibly in the world, you know, it, it was it was chilling. It was so cool to mm -hmm. watch. And, of course, the title race heated up, which made me so excited. I mean, you know... <laughs> For the last couple of years, it's somewhat dominated. You got a guy kind of making comebacks, but you know, it's a teeter totter between this top three, four people. Um, this year, gosh, I'd say the top like seven people um, have a great chance, yeah. you know, excluding John John because of his knee injury and all that. But um, yeah, exciting event in Tahiti, insane waves, like crazy insane. Um, guys were going absolutely nuts. It was cool too to see Jordy Smith making a comeback. He, did well there. He got mm -hmm. third, so that shot him all the way up to second. Philippe Toledo, that shot him up to first on the rating board. Um, and yeah, the event was super cool. Commentating, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, it's funny. I've worked on those on-site, um, you know, on-site uh, webcasts, mm -hmm. like in the middle of the ocean. So I always feel bad saying it's not good, you know, because I've I've been on that side. <laughs> it's so challenging to do a webcast in the middle of the ocean. It really is. It's crazy. Um, but um, yeah, other than that, amazing event. So what did, uh, again, I've been out of the loop in terms of the WSL. I mean, I still surf and all that. And, and you and I used to cover this extensively. I used to write about this extensively. What did Jordy Smith come back from? Well, like, not a go? comeback, but as far as the title race. Um, that, you know, cause he, he, Jordy Smith has been one of those surfers that has always, you know, uh -huh. kinda, the people expect him to get a world title. Right. And there's a few famous surfers yeah. um, in the world. This has happened to uh, Taylor Knox, uh, Taj Burrow. These people retired mm -hmm. without a world title and their whole, uh, oh, Taj is the, Taj is oh, the, the worst gosh. of those stories. Yeah. I mean, how many, he came, he was runner up. I, how I many don't times, even know. Right? It's, it, it's brutal. brutal. You know, you, you know, and these guys, yeah. I mean, Taj and Jordy both were, you know, world 10, uh, world title material at like age 17, you know? So, so to think they've gone mm -hmm. that far without a world title, so gnarly, it's super, super tough. I can only imagine what it does uh, to your mental and, uh, you know, your life too, you know, you, with surfing Kelly Slater, of course, is getting older and, and still doing well, but I mean, it's still relatively a short, um, world title race span of your age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember Jordy, I think Jordy was a runner up one year in the he world was. title race. Um, and we interviewed him in San Diego many years ago, back when ASR, this event, this fashion event for the surf industry was a thing. Uh, I, and I'll never forget that. <laughs> I don't know if he still gets made fun of this for, or not, but how he has like the weirdest nipples. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Like jo Jordy Smith has like two nipples that are like almost they're like in the cleavage uh. area of of your pecs right so they're not like where they're supposed to be they're super anyways uh i just remember like for some reason that picture and all the comments on it stuck out <laughs> to me so much but and then jordy married some super richter supermodel <laughs> i always wonder if like that has an effect so i feel like the moment he married her like he's he fell off yeah for a while yeah no of course you know? of course <laughs> like, you have to think that and hey to for these guys not to think that the media is not gonna you know wonder what's going on when certain things happen <laughs> so of course you know i mean <laughs> right but i mean it's got to push you know but yes. recently he just bought a house in hawaii on the north shore and he did good in, in tahiti oh. so i you know i think he's super focused um and um yeah i mean the, this tour is a grind you know it's 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 amazing but at the same time you look at like the top 10 guys they've been good since they're little kids 
I mean, can you imagine the pressure? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, say, oh gosh, it's, they have a horrible job, but there's a lot of pressure on these guys from day one. A lot, almost all the guys in the top 10 were good at the age of, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. John yeah, John, that's true. What, six. Yeah. I think he got his first cover of a yeah, magazine but- when he was six years old, six or eight. Crazy. That's crazy. That is great. And that is that you're right. That is a recurring theme for every professional surfer is they all start at an insanely young age. And you're right. And the best ones kind of show show that uh, early on. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that is crazy. And, and speaking of, of folks who and pro surfers, especially who maybe feel that pressure, I, I think uh, Chloe and Dino is like a great example of that. I feel like the moment he got on the WSL, he had all this hype behind him. Uh, and and a lot of people thought he was going to be this world championship contending surfer right off the bat, and it wasn't until really this year that he stepped it up. I mean, he's he's in the mix now, totally. is that correct? You know, and even Kaloe will admit in a lot of his interviews that he had some equipment adjustments, mm-hmm. body adjustments. I mean, you you jump on this tour and you're not mm-hmm. really a man yet, right? <laughs> you know, you, you yeah, and I are old. We're old men, so you're. you're your body's constantly <laughs> morphing and well, you know you have to switch up your equipment and the tour they're on the waves are absolutely perfect so it's not like you're you're surfing your home break in in uh san clemente every day so it's definitely adjustment but you're right yeah. he's jumped all the way up to third and there you go he just got married so i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> it's a reverse yes. effect right it's exactly. either one or the other right either either that woman's gonna make you amazing or they're gonna kill you uh there's there's no in between uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh we kid um so what's the next event coming up well, in this title race and but before you say that by the way i do want to you said we're old men that i do want to sincerely thank kelly slater again who is much older than us for making us look good i mean i know he's the exception to the norm but what is he like 47 now 48 or something like that i mean he's still he's, like he 10. is 47 years old and it's absolutely amazing but you know his wow. health is, is so good it's crazy um mm-hmm. yeah kelly thank you very much for making me think i can still rip i probably don't <laughs> but, yes. but at least mentally <laughs> no, I'm like sure i'm like still there i'm like and i can still be there for another six years or five whatever <laughs> who's counting <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> you're still sur- you're still sur- you're still surfing first peak uh, yeah, Point, yeah right? i still surf quite a bit at least gosh at least oh, good. once to four four days a week <laughs> yeah oh, yeah no, pretty good. good for three that kids but um next event yeah. um popping yeah. up is the freshwater pro down in beautiful lamore <laughs> which i heard my friend was there a couple days ago he said it was like 103 i think <laughs> it should be pretty good wait they're 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 doing that again yeah. the kelly slater wave they're holding they another are, contest dude. there. It's going to be insane. I talked to a lot of friends that went to the last one. They said it was super fun. Um, what a great venue. You know, obviously it's about as close as you can get to a stadium. Kind of is a, a man-made stadium. Um, look, looks like the last winner yeah. was uh, Gabriel Medina. So, you know, he'll be defending his title there. And with him in the ratings right now, he's um, he's up there, you know. I mean, it's it's it's... It, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got uh, Philippe Toledo, number one, Jordy Smith, number two, Kaloe Andino, number three, Gabriel Medina, number four, John John's out. And down there is a little bit even with points on the lower level. So you got those guys battling for it. Um, going into that event, I mean, you got to look at Kaloe, Philippe, and Gabriel. Um, you know, uh, Jordy hasn't done that well there. Um, so it's going to be an exciting event. Hmm. Who knows? That is interesting. What are your so uh, William Finnegan, who, in my opinion, he's a he's a longtime journalist for uh, the New Yorker, um, and when he occasionally does write about surfing, if you 
I mean, in my opinion, the moment he publishes anything about surfing, you stop and read it. Uh, he wrote a book about about surfing a couple years ago called uh, Barbarian Barbarian Waves. Dude, I'm tr- totally brain farting right now on the title of his book, but it was a memoir on his entire life of surfing. He's a brilliant writer. He randomly published a story uh, last year about Kelly Slater's artificial wave. And is it Lemore or Lemore or whatever <laughs> yeah, that town Lamore. is called? It's, near- gosh, it's kind of um, It's in the middle of nowhere. It'd be uh, kind of in between it Fresno is. and Sacramento in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like farm country. Yeah. They, they found this little uh, body water that was being used as like a reservoir for farms and stuff. And they turned that into this artificial wave. But so William Finnegan wrote this whole extravagant piece on the wave and on the first WSL event that was held there last year. Um, and, and generally speaking, and, and I, and I do agree with them. I don't like it. I really like, I watched it. I watched the webcast. I saw the highlights and I never was more displeased with the surf contest in my life. You and I might have completely different opinions, opinions on this. I did not like the fact that the waves were exactly the same. I got really bored with that fast. I didn't like the fact that we're watching surfers in the middle of basically a desert when we usually watching them in like in watching them in paradise. And it just did not captivate me. I, I was bored. I literally was not interested. I get if you're there, I could see that being like a stadium style huge thing, but on on the webcast it just did not do it for me, and I'm actually very surprised they're doing this again. What, what's your you know, take on it? I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I feel the same way about the webcast because you know the essence mm-hmm. of surfing and a surf event is the excitement of what can come. Right? You never know yeah. what Mother Nature yes. is going to toss at you. You could be at yes. any of those events, and some guy gets shacked out of his mind, and then it goes flat. You know, and that's super exciting. Uh, kind of builds up the adrenaline. But I did hear from people that were there mm-hmm. was it was insanely fun because, you know, you, you got to realize you're literally a few feet from the surfers while they're riding a wave, you know, right, and, the, right. and the sound right. and the pure size when you're there is amazing. So, you know, I, I agree with you. Webcast, oof, pretty brutal. You know, I, I leave it on myself and I'm kind of like, OK, and then and then you start to analyze cause it's the same wave, you know. So it's like, did that guy really serve mm-hmm. it better than that guy? How much better? 0.5, you know, full point, who knows? So yeah, I think those, um, events at all these, uh, freshwater spots will be challenging, you know, throughout the future. But I mean, Hey, these parks are coming, they're coming in full force and they're going yeah. all over the world. I just, don't know. I just, I just, I just don't know what to do unless the technology advances so much where you can create this vast variance of waves. Like, I don't, I don't know what, to, I don't know how to improve that because I was watching this thing and all I saw was the same, the, the surfers doing the same thing over. It was just literally like drop in, cut back, drop down, cut back, barrel, wave done. Like that's, it was just literally like two snaps. It was like turn, turn, position yourself, barrel, get in as deep as you can, shoot out, maybe do one more, you know, turn off the top, fly off the lip. It was like the same thing over and over and over. And I guess it just came down to like the minutia of who did those moves the, the best. Right. And I, I don't know. It just, for some reason, just really turned me off. And like, I didn't, I didn't even watch the finals. I was just, I was just so bored with it. I just literally was looking <laughs> at this thing going, I could be doing anything else in life and be more entertained. And I, I you know, and I guess like the, what the P for me, like the real issue for me was that they sacrificed the best wave in, in on the California coast, or at least one of them, which is lower trestles. They sacrificed that to hold this event in the middle of, of the Valley near Fresno for this artificial wave. And, and I guess that, I don't know, that just kind of, to me, I, I respect the purity of surfing, you know, and, and really took away from that. 
I don't know. What do you think? I mean, do, do you think it's worth sacrificing lower trestles like to you have know the cement there? That's a great debate um, because I love lower trestles. Probably one of the highest performance waves in the whole world. And the fact that we had um, a championship yeah. event in California was so cool. But I mean, this is the future of the sport. So you, it's, it's a tough one. Honestly, I, I like I'm really, really stoked yeah. that they're trying it. You know, is it should it be there? I don't know. You know, like it's not really surfing. You know, it's totally different. It's it's almost like it needs its own tour. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like it. Yes. Needs, uh, like you could yes. do a spinoff, the Freshwater Championship Tour. Oh my gosh, patent that, dude. <laughs> Trademark it, whatever. You just you just know. <laughs> I mean, I, in my you know what I I generally feel like I feel like when we used to do our radio show. I feel, back when the WSL was called WSL was called the ASP. I really do feel like in a lot of cases, everything we would talk about on our show, which a lot of it was just critique, right? Just sitting there shitting on <laughs> on this, this tour, uh, and then I feel like in a lot of cases they were listening or someone was paying attention because I'd see a lot of changes enacted right after we talked about it, and and it was it was weird to me, you know. So, anyways, if they do listen to this. And they just heard your idea. What what, what was the patent? What'd you call it exactly? The freshwater, the freshwater tour? championship tour. Come on, <laughs> no, dude. I mean, that's now that like, why not have two different tours? Like, why not mix it up like that? I don't I, know. That's, I, that's I guarantee you, they already trademarked that thing. I mean, the you know, the, for, <laughs> for me, for me, there, there's a there's this huge transformation of the sport right now. And uh, like me being kind of old school and old, you could say I'm old now. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, right. relatively um, speaking but yeah. you know the, the i think relatively no 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 actually relatively speaking we're young we're not oh, yeah, we're not know, like, huh? like we're not gray we're not, you know we're not it's true we're not like we still look good it's just we're just we're not young we're not <laughs> in our 20s right. or even or even just 30s. don't drink <laughs> as much <laughs> yes yeah. those hangovers oh, aren't gosh, nice anymore they're not fun I mean, um but you know here's here's my uh, breakdown of it so I love the fact that the sport's moving forward. And I love the fact that uh, the WSL is so organized. It is. It's really good. I used to dream of it. I used to work at these events. And like literally yeah. some, hey, yes. there was events I was at. I was like, dude, these, these guys are so lucky this thing is even running. It's so, like so many things are could go <laughs> wrong. You know what I mean? Like whether it was a generator or a yes. boat trying to give us, you know, the camera crew a ride. Like, I mean, dude, there was points like i was like well i remember being in tahiti and i you know people don't even talk about this i was on the the big boat they hired to run the event on and a squall came in the the captain was drunk and he literally he <laughs> he panicked he threw out the anchor it hooked the reef the west reef in at chopu and he oh. reeled that puppy in until, until like we had to get oh. saved off the boat so that's where the tour was you know oh. now it's so organized um you obviously have big dollars behind it you know there's a ton of press about that so you know yeah i dreamed of this it's super cool but i do miss a little bit of the grit and i I remember you know and yeah and i'm I'm so thankful that they have martin potter um as one of the commentators because that guy was in the middle of the grit he got paid for grit (laughs) he was he he was on the (laughs) tour where it was like you know it wasn't who won it's who partied the most and won (laughs) it's like seriously yeah absolutely amazing. amazing so Real quick before we move on, you talked about Chopu. Owen Owen Wright won that event, but he wanted wearing a helmet. Yes. And he looked like kind of a goofball doing that, but he didn't care. And I respect people who wear things that defy social norms and just don't give a fuck, right? I, I do love that. But is this, is this, is this going to be a normal thing? Was this an exception? Do you support it? What's your thoughts on the helmet? 
and wearing a helmet. I, I, you know what? I completely support it, especially in his situation. He had brain damage. I mean, the guy, like, from what I heard, he had a hard time uh, remembering people's names. You know, that all that brain trauma that Whoa. comes with a serious head injury. Uh, he has a kid. I mean, yes, wear a helmet, man. Are you serious? Like, one knock and he could be dead. You know, or even worse, brain dead. So, I mean... Um, I'm a, I'm yeah. a big supporter of it. Yeah. It looks totally goofy. It does, <laughs> but maybe one day it'll look cool. And you know, there was a world champ, Tom Carroll that wore one every time he went to pipeline <laughs> and it was cool back then. So, you know, there's a couple other guys wearing them. I believe uh, Jeremy wow. Flores uh, wore one, which was cool during the Chopu event. He recently had a kid, you know, I, I think these guys are like, you know, it's kind of hitting them like, Hey, I got a kid. I got a family. I got to provide. Um, yeah, all for the helmet. Yeah. It looks super strange. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It does, but, but I hear what you're saying. And I, that's actually some great knowledge you just dropped about Tom Carroll. I, I forgot about that. You're right. It was a very similar situation. I I'm pretty sure he was made fun of. Didn't care. Good for him. Yes. Um, before we go, I can't believe this clock is flying. I don't think we have time to get to a lot of these things we're going to talk about today, but we are going to do a segment each week called, um, just blowing up the Richter scale, right? Maybe they get the segment. Um, we haven't. I don't think we have a formal title for it yet. But you and I always talk about who is blowing up that Richter scale, meaning who is shaking, who is earth shaking in terms of trends, in terms of looks, in terms of style. Uh, in the old days, we were much more pervy, so we'd almost definitely drop on you some, uh, probably like an Atlanta Blanchard or something like that. Who's ro- who's rocking the Richter scale? Oh this gosh, week? oh gosh. I, I, I spoke to you earlier about my pick and. Okay, and it's a little yeah. controversial because I'm gonna pick a I'm gonna pick a dude, <laughs> and I'm gonna pick uh, and I'm uh-huh. gonna pick a Brazilian. So take that. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes. For the ladies, yes, this is for the and ladies. It's Gabriel Medina, and guess why I picked this? So uh, the other week I was sitting down with a friend of mine. He's a Brazilian surfer guy. He's a huge sports fan, and you know I was going, hey, he okay. just got back from Brazil, and he was telling me he's like, it's crazy. Surfing is officially the number two sport. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I heard a little bit about this. And he's like, wow. Gabriel Medina was in a music video and, and he showed it to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, nuts. Are you kidding me? You know, and I looked at it and then I looked, he had a Gillette commercial. He's like in a shower. It's like hilarious. He is shaving his armpit, which is even funnier to me. <laughs> but yes. That is funny. Yes. A commercial? Yes. And I mean, so right bizarre. there, I had to put myself in place. I'm like, okay, okay. Rewind time in my time in the nineties. Okay. M- imagine Kelly Slater being in a music video with like Madonna, right? And, and he's and he's making out with the girl, too, in the music video. I'm like, this is insane. This is like another level, um, you know, and then you watch the videos when he gets welcome home at the airport every time. So, yeah, he is crushing it, apparently, <laughs> globally, earth shattering, quaking. Um, but, um, yeah, but super cool. I mean, you, you, to bring the uh, surfing sport all the way to that level in a country, it's pretty rad. Do that is rad, and and you're and so the way you're you're painting this picture, he is just your quintessential rock star in Dude, Brazil. He like it's it it's insane. Crazy. Get get on the computer, Google it, away, and you're just like, what? Like this is real? Like <laughs> it's like the Jordan of surfing. Dude. Gabriel Gabriel Medina, two time world champion, I think. Right? Yes, is that correct? Yes. Um, maybe three, two, two or Got three. Two. Uh, is brazo like a, a derogatory term? I don't know. Uh, I hear that term a lot for applied to Brazilian surfers. I, I'm never, under, I'm never known for sure. I guess we could just Google it, but I'm never known for sure if that's like a, a negative connotation or if that's just a nickname. I don't know. But um, anyways, yeah, the Brazilians have, 
these last few years, I think maybe we'll dedicate a little time to that with a future show about the the influence of the rise of the Brazilian surf crew. I mean, there are, I mean, how many of them are in the top 10? How many of them won championships just in the last five years? Um, some people love it. Some people hate it. You know, it's, it's controversial. It's, it's, it's a topic. It's not talk about it. I mean, you, you have to talk about it. If you're talking about the sport of surfing, you have to period done. Yes. Yes. So, all right, man, I love you. I cannot believe we're doing this again. It's so good to be back on the air with you, even though podcasting is the new radio. This is how it goes. <laughs> it I love it. Braun Heusenstam, look at you, boy. Look at you. Starting your own podcast network. Believe, baby. That's right, buddy. You. <laughs> we got to get, we, we have to get Braun on the show soon. We have to. He has to be a part of this for at least one episode. Dude, we the man, we the totally do. Hey, what are you using for mutes? There's no mute, huh? <laughs> I'm like, like, ah. Uh. Oh, for, yeah. for your microphone? No, I literally just push the mic away, or you just turn your mic volume oh, all the way down for a second. Do. Okay, cool. Up. Perfect. But you're right. Our little systems do not have a mute button. So we're going, <laughs> brutal. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess no podcasts are real, dude. Oh, my gosh. And before we go, if you could follow me on Twitter. I have a weird Twitter handle. It's Dog Surf Roadshow. Follow me on Twitter again. This Dog Surf Roadshow, my three favorite things. Are you on Twitter yet, Oh dog Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, my next show, you will have a Twitter handle. <laughs>